Hey guys, Mubarak Shah here, CPA and M&A advisor at DealMaven and Mowry and Schoenfeld, here to talk to you today about what exactly a quality of earnings report is. All right, what's a QOV? Why do you need it? Why do you have to pay your accountants? What are they even doing? And so we're going to go through that and just really understand why and if you need a QOV, all right? Because obviously you want to spend your money on the actual acquisition, but in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about what a QOV even is and then why is it important, all right? And traditionally, this ends up being the actual kind of financial due diligence piece of the puzzle, all right? So ultimately, you're not going to have to worry about a QOV until after you sign an LOI, all right? Because that is going to be when you're actually willing to put some deal money in um, and some kind of incur some of the costs. And so traditionally, though, you'll see a lot of kind of these uh, accounting firms and CPA firms that actually end up doing QOVs, they actually let you pay at the time of acquisition. So, you know, it's not like you have to put all that money out up front, but it is a bill that you need to incur and that you should want to incur because it's going to be the integral part of the due diligence to understand the true finances of the company. All right, because you're having a third party come in of expert advisors and CPAs and accountants that actually go in and comb through the financials and understand what the true sources of income are for the company. They're going to show you any outlying or unusual amounts of revenue, as well as kind of detailed non-recurring revenue sources. They're going to go into the accounting method changes, whether they're gap compliant, you know they're the authority on whether the financials of the company of the seller are actually legitimate or not. And that's super important because, you know, it's hard to know if you can trust it, not in a negative way, but just in general, there could be an accountant that made a mistake, right? The seller could have been outsourcing their accounting and not looking at it. Or usually the seller themselves is not a CFO or a CPA and doesn't have, you know, years of experience. And so you're literally making a whole determination and financial decision based off of financials that you might not even have the real accurate sense of. And so that's where the quality of earnings report comes in. So Typically, what happens is that you'll engage a, an accounting firm. It doesn't take too long, uh, but you do want to kind of have those conversations or have that accounting firm set in mind when you're kind of getting started or when you're actually starting to send out LOIs because you want to line them up and just make sure that they can fit your kind of time interval because traditionally what ends up happening a lot of times in deals is that when you sign the LOI, you have an exclusive diligence period of say 90 days, 120 days, 60 days. There's a period of time where you'll be able to have. So that way you want to just make sure that you have informed your accounting firm prior so that way they have the bandwidth and ability to take your engagement on when it comes time to. And so, you know, when if it, and it depends, right? Really, like you have to understand there's a small difference and a pretty major difference so between like an audit or reviewed financials and an actual QOV. All right. So some people think that, oh, because the company, hey, it's already been audited or it's reviewed financials or, you know, the CFO is amazing. Like the thing is that the quality of earnings report is different. So even if you have an audit of the company, you probably still want to do and have a quality of earnings. And there's a few reasons for this, right? The QOV primarily focuses on a lot of its time on the income statement and the cash flow statement, you know, which are very important metrics of the actual earnings of the company. Whereas an audit typically just focuses on balance sheet items, you know, so it's, you know, the audit committee 
is really just doing kind of a lot of focus on the owner's equity section of the balance sheet. And they're not actually they're, they're actually not looking at like the owner's equity. They kind of just leave that blank. They kind of look at the assets and the liabilities. And the Q of E also does that because they do an in-depth study on the working capital of the company, which ends up becoming a very important negotiation point. And I'm probably going to do an episode just on networking capital because it's so important. Um, but the Q of E's team's job is to do the specialized work of looking at the owner's equity section of the balance sheet and really taking a legitimate magnifying glass to it and understanding it. So, you know, the, the quality of earnings report, what will happen is that typically depending on the firm you engage, you'll sign an engagement letter, right? That'll list out the fee. Traditionally, you don't have to pay the fee until the deal actually closes, though some accounting firms might require a retainer. And you're gonna be paying you know, anywhere from, say, $20,000 on the lower end if the company is relatively simple and has clean financials, all the way up to 60,000 plus, depending on you know if the company is, is complicated, if it's like a medical billing company or uh, a complicated government contract company. And you know it's in your best interest to do this type of diligence because yes, it is a little expensive, but at least it'll open up all of the financial items that you've ever been interested about the company so it's displayed to you properly so you actually know what you're getting yourself into and lo and behold we see probably almost a third if not half of deals die at this stage because unfortunately the qov usually ends up determining or opening up some facts that the seller was not representative of right and that's usually in, in almost no cases except for very few fraudulent cases is the seller trying to or purposefully misleading the buyer they just aren't cpas they're not accountants they don't understand gap necessarily they're not experts in it and so they might have been you know a lot of the times deferred revenue is tracked wrong you know it's just bucketed into normal revenue you know, so we do very specific analysis of like doing cash proofs to see the income coming into the bank versus the actual revenue recognized. You know, if it's a multi-entity structure, then sometimes you don't want to have any misclassifications of a transfer from one company to another being improperly classified as revenue, which is now inflating all of the numbers. Um, and so the quality of earnings report or the Q of E report is, is very interesting. And it's basically consulting that will help you understand the organization's finances. And so it's pretty detailed. And nowadays, because it's so detailed, like, you know, some firms deliver a 60 page, you know, PowerPoint or PDF or report basically that encompasses all of their analysis. That ends up being more pricey. Sometimes we are seeing firms now moving a little bit lower market um, that will do something called like a Q of E light, which can be basically be used almost as like the first step so that way you can kind of flag any major items that seem off right off the bat before you decide to invest further and further money. Because a lot of the times in your LOI, it might be, you know, you're coming up with that purchase price based off of a certain revenue target or based off of a certain EBITDA multiple. And so what good is your EBITDA multiple if your EBITDA is off 30%? You know, that'll change the entire dynamics of the actual deal itself. So that's why the Q of E comes into play. And, you know, the procedures basically basically cover an analysis of the revenues, the expenses. They go in depth of the company's receivables, its payables, its debt, its investments, inventory, cash flows. You know, obviously working capital, as I mentioned, that's super important because 
typically what's going to happen in these deals also is you're going to be setting a working capital target right and that's just the current assets minus the current liabilities but again there's a lot of gap definitions to it because you know working capital is cat or these deals are typically cash free debt free so you need to kind of make sure that you have your semantics correct in terms of the calculation you're doing but all of this is kind of help figure you know you can use this qv to typically to then help you when it comes time to actually draft up the purchase agreement you'll be able to use that to be able to understand okay this is what i should have the working capital target peg b because this is what the last 12 months financials look like so it's a very clean way of course you as the searcher or the buyer you should have your own model but the QOV and the accountant team, the QOV consulting team is going to help you really understand what the true adjusted EBITDA is, right? So they'll scrub the GL, they'll do in-depth revenue analysis, they'll do in-depth general ledger and expense analysis to make sure that we're picking up all of the potential owner expenses, making sure there's no misclassified revenues. You know, it's it's pretty thorough and gives you that level of confidence that you need when you're doing any like, if it's a five figure deal. OK, don't worry about it. But anytime you're getting to a six figure or seven figure, definitely plus you basically should have a quality of earnings or you're just trying. You're buying very blindly, you know, and it's definitely not recommended because you can miss out on a lot of the red flags that might be the case, you know, and, you know, the the, the quality of earnings report generally speaking, will give you a good understanding of the business and gives you a good level of confidence that, first of all, your lenders will probably need some type of, depending on if you're trying to get a loan from them and the size of the acquisition deal that you're doing. But that's typically something that a lender would end up requiring if you're trying to raise funds with the SBA 7A program, that they'll need a quality of earnings so they feel confident that the actual financials of the business are being reflected appropriately. All right, so... There's different formats and different styles that you know accounting firms have. Obviously, I've worked with Mallory and Schoenfeld, and they have a very comprehensive, almost 60-page-plus report, depending on the complexity of the business. And it gives you everything, right? It gives you the background of the company. It gives you, you know, the tax structure, when it was formed. It'll tell you the transaction overview. So you'll be able to kind of get, based on the term sheet and the LOI, what the sponsors are intending to acquire from an equity interest standpoint. And then, you know, unless you're a CPA or have a CPA partner or a CFO partner with experience, like it gives you a lot of the insight and information you need to understand the accounting and finance function of that company. So we'll actually do an in-depth analysis on the entire accounting environment, right? What softwares do they use? What is their system for reconciliations? Are they doing it right? Are they even following gap? Are there issues in that sense, right? So all of the procedures and the financial billing and the revenue tracking and the invoicing, all of those pieces are then picked up by the quality of earnings um, firm. And that's what really helps you understand how the accounting and bookkeeping functions are being done in the business, right? And then typically, you know, a lot of these will be structured differently, but they'll also, one thing that's super key is that they'll actually have a section, uh, especially if you're on the uh, uh, engaging the QOV firm as on the buy side, they'll actually have a whole section that breaks out. You know what is the um, any kind of key findings that they have, right? Any type of 
things you should keep an eye out for, anything that isn't GAAP compliant, things to kind of consider. So for example, if the company uses an accounting environment like QuickBooks, where you can actually modify revenue and expense entries in prior periods, then you should know that because you don't want to be relying just on QuickBooks for their financials. And then you realize that there's just backdated transactions and you know, you're not getting what you actually asked for. So those things need to be understood. Any type of debt that the company has, any type of accounting issues, any type of unusual transactions that occur, if like the company's received funds associated with any special government programs or one-time programs, right? All of this stuff ends up being kind of summarized for you and handed to you on a silver plate while you're doing, because traditionally this is what's going to happen. You, as the searcher or the fund manager or the main principal, whatever, you are going to be wanting to focus on the customer diligence and the company diligence, right? How does the org structure look like? What are the customers like? What is the product of the business? What is the strengths? What is the weakness? What is the competitive landscape? And then while you're doing that, you need to have an accounting team as part of your deal team that goes and does a QV. And so they're doing all the financial due diligence. And then you need to have your lawyers doing all the legal diligence, right? And then depending on if you're buying a software company or anything heavily tech-related, you should probably get some type of tech audit done. Um, if it's like a machinery, you should probably get like an engineer to come in to give you an understanding. Hey, is this legit? Is this machinery going to work or is it about to die or is it kind of been modified, right? So that's how it all kind of runs in the same time. So you have four levels of due diligence, you know, yourself doing the customers, the accountants doing financial, the lawyers doing legal, and the tech people doing the tech, or the engineers doing the engineering. They're all running at the same time, and that's how you run this effective due diligence process. Um, but again, the, the QOV is important because it'll highlight all of the important gap and accounting issues, right? If the company isn't uh, classifying expenses right is if it's not recognizing and following certain gap right a lot of the times we find in smaller and mid-market companies that they don't necessarily track deferred revenue appropriately or they don't track customer deposits or um, have their ar or ap down Um, and especially if they work with any factors or any lenders there's a lot of kind of focuses that come up there and just you know anything that you need to keep in mind that hey like especially in in companies we've seen where the owner is actually the one who does the day-to-day or maybe week-to-week accounting as well well now there's such a conflict of interest too because obviously you know not saying that any seller is going to do this but they're incentivized to change the numbers in a favorable favorable way to maybe kind of be able to have you want to buy the business so the qv is super important it does a full thorough analysis It'll do the full EBITDA analysis and all the due diligence adjustments, right? What are, they'll help you normalize the earnings of the business. So in terms of identifying one-time or non-recurring transactions, transactions out of the ordinary course of business, or pro forma adjustments to make the financials more accurately present the results of it, that's what it'll do. So it'll literally show you the bridge and the analysis charting from unadjusted EBITDA and it'll take you all the way to all the adjustments, all of the, you know, potential recurring revenue, commission, payroll, anything that influences the actual earnings of the company. So you get a real accurate uh, adjusted EBITDA and understand what's true 
of the company's performance and financials. And then they also will have some performa adjustments, meaning, hey, are you taking account or considering this potential that you might have to do? So for example, if um, you're going to need to hire some a VP of sales or a finance person, or you know, what is the new owner? You as the new owner, maybe the old owner was only taking a 50K salary. Are you okay with that? Or do you, should you model in, hey, I want to take a 250K salary, right? And that needs to be modeled in. And so that needs to be reflected in the historical financials. So you have a true representation of the status of the business that, hey, if I was taking this salary, what does the actual net income look like? And then there's things like if... Um, you know, the owner or the seller owns the building that the company has an office in, right? What is the rent going to be like? Or is there a rent or is that going to change? Or sometimes we've seen companies that want to buy a business and then go fully remote and they want to cut off the, the lease. Um, and so, you know, all of this stuff, all of the working capital analysis, the revenue recognition diligence, the EBITDA substantiation analysis, the tax diligence, especially too, because, you know, if, especially if you're doing an as, uh, an equity deal, but also just in general to understand the tax analysis, you know, you're, you don't want to deal with headaches if the income tax returns of the company have not been filed right, right? You want to make sure that they have sufficient nexus, that the, the, the company's filing the right returns that they need to, that they're not, you know, not filing certain sales tax returns that they need to because especially if you're doing an equity deal, all of this is going to come back and be your responsibility. But in general, even overall, you want to just make sure that that liability is kind of covered for you. So hopefully that helps. If you do need a Q of E provider, you can email or text us at 516-417-4941. And as always, feel free to leave a comment or review. Would love to know if this is interesting to you guys and how I can create more content that can help you guys do your first deal or additional acquisitions. As always, hope this helps. I'll see you guys next time. Take care.